It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 707 on a Saturday morning, 69 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your garden. Better trees, better lawns, better flowers, worse weeds. If you Whatever you want to do. I can help you grow the weeds. I can help you grow any unwanted plants, I should say, because that's the definition of a weed, an unwanted plant, or one that makes the gardeners unhappy. Or I can bring to you the great expertise of my friend Greg Levine from Trees Atlanta, will be with us for the next hour this morning if you have a specific question about trees, and particularly trees that would be good for the Atlanta area, for different areas, different spots that you want to plant a tree. Greg would be the expert on that. And Greg will talk to us in a minute about the Trees Atlanta tree sale, which features a lot of native trees, uh, Greg. That is correct. We focus on a lot of great natives. In fact, we have, uh, I think, over 200 species of plants to the tree sale this year. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Trees Atlanta, they're the people who plant trees. They're the ones that plant the trees in the median. Almost always, Greg, it has a sign that says, Trees Atlanta planted this tree, and you've planted how many over the last 20, 30 years? Yeah, the, the famous sign is another tree planted by Trees Atlanta, and we've planted <laughs> over 117,000 trees. But we have a lot of other great programming, too, from yeah. education to forest restoration. So uh, we've grown a lot. Tell me about the, let's do the tree sale first, and we'll get to the other programs afterwards. So the tree sale is when? Tree sale is October 1st from 8 to 2 at the Carter Center. Mm -hmm. And they're also having the farmer's market at the same time, which makes it twice as fun. <laughs> so October 1st is a week, well, next week, right? It's next week, next yeah. Next week, all right. It's so very exciting. The gray hair, the lack of hair on the top of your head right now. Thank from you. Getting all these 200, how many trees? 200 species? Uh, over 200 species of trees, shrubs too, and native vines, so they don't choke our native trees. Yeah, so we got to have that as well. Well, I got a question for you. We got somebody who wants to ask a specific question of you, so let's go to David and Tucker and let him ask. Hey, David, good morning. 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 So what Morning. do you want to ask Greg, David? Well, an update on uh, the progress of reestablishing the American chestnut tree, and uh, is that something that you guys are trying to do in the Atlanta area? And also, uh, just how much room does, does the American chestnut tree need? <laughs> what a great question. Uh, so the American Chestnut Foundation is working really hard to bring back the chestnut, and they are crossbreeding chestnut trees uh, to be about 99.9% .9 native, but that little bit left is the Chinese chestnut that's resistant to the chestnut blight. And they've been crossing and crossing and crossing, and getting, they're doing quite well. And in fact, if you join the Chestnut Foundation, they can give you the information on, on how well they are doing. Um, they take a Chestnuts were one of the biggest trees in the East Coast forest. Um, in fact, they said that you could go from a squirrel could go from Maine to Georgia and never touch the ground on American chestnut. So they're large, spreading trees. Um, right now, if you really want a chestnut to plant, you would want to plant a Chinese chestnut because they are pretty much resistant to the Chinese chestnut blight. And they don't get real big either. Chinese chestnuts, the one that I see in my neighborhood, is 30 feet wide and 40, 40, 30 feet high and 40 feet wide, I Th think. That's about exactly right, 40 by 40. We have a few in our neighborhood. Uh, they're great. I what used to eat them as kids. What about chinkapins? 
Jacobin is a great tree as well. Thank you for bringing that up. Actually, we had that at the tree sale. Um, Castinia pumula, I think. And it's like a dwarf uh, tiny, uh, dwarf chestnut. It gets about 15 feet. So the nuts are very edible, and wildlife likes them a lot as well. Yeah. So you've got chestnuts, David. Chestnut, for Chinese chestnut, if you want one that grows pretty big. And then the chinkapin, if you want one a little bit smaller. But the American chestnut... I think you're going to have to give money to the Chestnut Foundation and get one of the trees by the size of your donation. Yep. <laughs> the other two are actually at the tree sale, though. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, David. Thanks for calling. Drive safely, my friend. 404 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Uh, Dean is up in Young Harris and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Dean. Good morning, Walter. Morning. It's a beautiful morning up here in the mountains. It's 62 <laughs> on the porch. I'm glad to hear that. What can I do for you, Dean? Hey, uh, my wife is in charge of the flower beds. I'm in charge of the lawn. Mm-hmm. The lawn has taken a beating this year from the dry weather. I've never seen it this dry in my life, and we've been here 20 years at our place, and uh, my, my lawn is absolutely just destroyed this year. So I'm, I'm not going to try to fight the lawn thing next year. I'm going to... I need some recommendations what to do instead of lawn, you know, uh, uh, mulch or plants or what do you recommend, Walter? You live in Young Harris, and Young Harris is a sort of more mountainous region of Georgia, not really mountainous, but less than Atlanta, or more than Atlanta. So, Greg, if you wanted a native ground cover, you got any recommendations? I'd say go with a lot of native ground covers and just let the wildflowers and wild grasses grow. Uh, they're doing a lot of that. You see that a lot more in Atlanta. So plant a, plant a meadow. Like, what, what ground cover, though, specifically, if you wanted to have a plant specifically to, for a ground cover? Well, broom's hedge and switchgrass are really great grasses, and you don't have to mow them, but once a year, uh, they bring a lot of wildlife. That If you have full sun, it's really about the best thing you can do. Greg, let, let us think about the relationship this man has with his wife. He wanted to continue, <laughs> and I will guarantee you if he puts broom's hedge and switchgrass in his front yard, she is not going to have it. All right, well, plant, it's called retitaba, which is yellow coneflower in it and purple coneflower in it. Yeah. And then maybe you get a little bit, you know, a little further along the way, butterfly mm-hmm. weed, um, full sun plants. But, uh, you know, if you don't want to do a lot of maintenance, then you put the grasses between them. The grasses will actually hold them up. Let me ask this. Uh, do you live in a subdivision, Dean, or in a, <laughs> out in the country? No, I'm in the country on a dry ridge, Walter. I look down on my neighbors, if, that, if you understand what I'm talking about. Greg says, up on the ridge. All right, Greg says, point for him, because in this case, <laughs> okay, broom sedge and the switchgrass and some of the other coneflowers and other things that he mentioned, they would recognize metal for you, and your wife will enjoy your company because you won't have to mow it very often. It's true. Oh, wow, that's great. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, Dean, thanks for calling. You bet. Walter Reeves and Greg Levine, marital counselors here. Be happy to serve <laughs> any, any couple that need our advice there. Uh, let's go to the phones. We got, uh, is that Bo on line four? Bo's line four. It didn't come in my thing here. Bo Riles. Good morning, Bo. Good morning, Walter. Hope you're doing well. Good to talk with you. Good to talk with you. For our audience who want to know how I know his last name, Bo Riles basically bleeds green. He was the state 4-H club um, leader for many years here in Georgia, University of Georgia. He's now retired, and all he does is run road races. So there you go. That's what Bo does. <laughs> uh, on the way to a race this morning, I heard Greg mention that Chinese chestnut, Walter, yeah. Dr. Fitch, uh, introduced uh, me to that Chinese chestnut just years and years ago, talking about its resistance. want to talk about 
that place that you and I go back to, Rock Eagle, the master 4-H garden. Oh, yeah. And uh, Greg being right there right now might be the perfect time to talk about this. Lots of canopy, and, and we're looking to do something nice there that would be inviting, maybe even educational. Yeah. But, uh, but ground cover and plants that will live in that great canopy, and I guess we also got to consider that the, the deer will come by pretty often. So this is at Rock Eagle, Greg. So Middle Georgia, Eatonton. We got the mm-hmm. canopy, pine canopy, and yep. some hardwood canopy up there. Native plants that would be appropriate. What do you think? Uh, I see two plants that come to my mind because we just had this discussion. Well, deer do not like to eat fern. Okay. Um, and the other one yep. would be they don't like to eat grasses either. I'd say river oat. If you ever plant river oat in the shade, it's beautiful. The seed pods hang down, turn a bright pinkish brown, actually pinkish mauvey color hang all winter very beautiful um there's different types of river oats but river oat is tough and will go and go and go and then ferns of any kind you've got christmas fern perhaps the, christmas fern, the autumn yeah. ferns and things like that you could plant the deer won't eat those yeah and bracken fern i think it's a tough yeah. one that just yeah. kind of spreads right. and it's very pretty in big groupings what else do you think bo what else do you need for the master gardener garden I think those sound great, and, and Walter, as you as you mentioned those two, I think you know several different varieties. So as we get young people through there, you know, get some educational opportunities in it as we go, would be just great plus. I think the big thing that you want to do in Rock Eagle, of course, because you have the Environmental Education Center there, is to talk about native trees, native shrubs, native vines, and things like that. And so if you have uh, any selection of that, and if you want to go online, Bo, and go to the Trees Atlanta Tree Sale, you can see a selection of all these native plants. You won't probably be able to buy them this coming weekend, but you can at least specify them when the when the vendors are uh, looking for s- sources of native plants, and you'll be able to see, well, I want one of these, I want one of this, I want this kind of vine, I want a climbing hydrangea, and you can have plants that, uh, that really are uh, indicative of native middle Georgia environment. Sounds perfect. Thank you, guys. Bo, have fun, and we'll see you soon. Take care. All right, Bo. 717 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Pretty much the same as it was last Saturday. Today, highs in the low 90s. Tonight, lows in the high 60s. Is there any chance of rain? No, there is not. Not even Kirk Mellis saying 30% chance of rain last Sunday, and I got one inch of, I got more than an inch of rain. I got an inch and tenths and one-tenth inch of rain last Sunday after 30% chance of rain was predicted by Mr. Mellis. What is going on around here? My friend Greg Levine is with us this morning from Trees Atlanta. Let's give away the weekend prize pack first job, and then we'll decide what we'll do after that. Ashley Frasca, thinking of a number between two and seven to determine who wins a pair of tickets to Andrea Bocelli in concert Valentine's Day. Is that right? Valentine's Day, Ashley? All right, if you got something planned for February the 14th, 2017 at the Infinite Energy Arena and $100 Spa Sadel. Now, this is something you can enjoy tomorrow. $100 Spa Sadel Big Burgundy Gift Certificate. That would be nice. So Valentine's Day in next year and the Spa Sadel Gift Certificate for right now. This is a couple's kind of thing, eh? Yeah, plan ahead, right? All right. So what number wins? Caller number four. Caller number four to our contest line, 404 
0750. Becky is in Marietta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Becky, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm great, Becky. How can I help? All right. I bought Japanese iris because it said it was fine for the shade, and that's all I know about it. But little ones are sprouting up everywhere, and it's just been in the ground since uh, the 1st of June. Is that the way they propagate? Pretty much. Depends on the iris. Some Japanese iris don't spread all that rapidly. I've got one called bamboo iris that spreads like crazy. And to be honest, don't tell anybody, Becky, but I sprayed it with Roundup last week. <laughs> Not all of it, just the parts that were in my other flower beds that were getting on my nerves. So, yes, some Japanese iris, depends on which one you have, do spread pretty rapidly. All right. Well, are they spreading underground? Is yes. that what's happening? Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, the great news about this, Becky, if you warn them first, you can dig these little sprouts up and put them in a Kroger bag, plastic bag, take them to church on Sunday, and give some to all your friends, and they'll be very well thought of. All right. That's fine. But I was just kind of surprised at how they operate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dig them up. You'll see. All right. Thanks for the info. Thanks for calling, Becky. Bye-bye. Real quickly, Gray, we got 35 seconds to tell us about one program of Trees Atlanta that you think is interesting. I like our forest restoration program. That's fresh in my mind. Uh, we rip out invasive species like uh, honeysuckle, Japanese honeysuckle, privet, and re replace it with the native plants so wildlife can use it more mm -hmm. and make a healthy forest so trees can regenerate. And uh, Brian Williams heads that program for us, and he's excellent staff person where do you where do you do the forest reforestation we do the forest restoration in atlanta parks well green spaces and forests like beecher hills which i know you're familiar with and cascade springs right. uh we also work in morningside nature preserve and uh, brownwood park so about 15 to 20 different parks around the city cascade springs is a gorgeous park it's and it's got all the favorite. favorite heads you can ever have in your life it's one of my favorite places it's really phenomenal on the west side it's Definitely worth a visit. Definitely worth a visit. If you need more information about programs that Trees Atlanta sponsors, go to treesatlanta.org. More conversation with Greg Levine after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Seven thirty-six on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape, doing whatever you care to do. My guest this morning is Greg Levine from Trees Atlanta. Treesatlanta.org is his website. In a minute, we'll talk about his native tree sale. But we want to talk this morning with our friend Mickey Gazaway and talk a little bit about a little bit closer to the heart. Some ornamental plants will be on sale at All Pike Nurseries for twenty percent off this weekend. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. How are you? I am great. I'm fabulous, and I am sad to say the show will end at 8 o'clock this morning, yeah, and that's, that's why you and I are talking, talking at 7.30 instead. So what is our Pike Pick of the Weekend? It's pansies. And what more appropriate plant could there be? That's right. It's fall. Pansy it's time. time to plant our pansies. The ground is warm, and with a little bit of water, I think we could uh, keep the pansies alive until it cools off a little bit more. That's right. That's right. If they stretch, just 
pinch them out a little bit and they'll be fine. So the pansies that Pike sells are two inch, three inch, four inch, five inch. How big they're, are the pots? I think they're three point something. Okay. I, we call them four inch, but I don't think they're really quite four inch. Mm -hmm. But they're nice size. They've got big roots on them. They just are really to go, ready to go. I think that's the key with pansies. If you want them to bloom, the root system needs to be about as big as your fist. That's and that exactly sounds right. perfect for them yep. to be that way. Just right. So if you're planting pansies, let's give us some hints on how to plant pansies correctly, Mickey. Well, you want the, the soil to be nice and organic and well-drained. I always use planting mix. That's a great product. That's what I always use in mine. I break up the root balls a little bit, and then I use some. Sometimes I use Sure Start, but usually I use pansy food for um, pansies in the EV stone. And uh, mix it in there, and then I mulch them and stand back watch it go. There are people listening right now, Mickey, who have never planted a pansy before, and when you say break up the root ball, their eyes are rolling back in their head saying, what? You break up what? So oh, tell I us what I, that I, means. I watch people when I, when I show them do it, and you know, they cringe, but they just do so much better. And a lot of times, if somebody's not successful and they, they show you something, that's, and what you see is just this tight root ball. So you need to get it started. Break so it up. describe particularly, what would you do? You pull a pansy out of the pot, then what do you do? I break up the root ball. With what? <laughs> With a hammer? No, with my fingers. I and just open it up. I just kind of tear it apart a uh -huh. little bit. It does great. I mean, it looks like the more that I do that, the better that it does. I think there's some theories that say the more the roots are disturbed, the more auxins come to the roots for them to repair themselves. And if they're pointed in different directions um, in the soil, then they establish themselves better. Okay. I, I Whatever. That's that's pull what that I'm out of my pants legs too, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, pansies are easy. They're they easy really to are do. easy, and then I water them in really good, and I try not to water my pansies at night. You know, try to water them in the morning, and um, don't even need watering too much. But you mentioned water, try to water them in the you mentioned pansy food a minute ago. How often do you fertilize pansies? I usually do it about three times during the year. That I do it. Um, when I plant them, and I think the A.B. Stone says eight weeks, and then uh -huh. I do it again, and then I do it again after that. And if my pansies just, you know, if you have, a, you know how sometimes we'll have a really cold spell, and you come out in the morning, and they'll just be laying flat. <laughs> and if they're doing that, as soon as we have a little bit of warm weather, then I'll give them a shot of miracle Grow, and they come right back up. Poop right back up again. But I, I have found myself that I under-fertilize pansies, and this year I'm taking a sworn vow that I will fertilize them more often so my pansies will look yeah, good put in it on your Put it on your calendar. The, um, the A.B. Stone is a real long-lasting um, pansy food, but they need they need, they need food. They do need regular food. fertilization. We've got different colors. you got the blues. you got the whites. Right. you got the little eyes, uh, anything. The what about the spreading spreading pansies, Mickey? We do. We have those. We've got the, um, they're called Cool Waves. Now, they are not included. The sale this week, by the way, and let me say this, um, is not 20% off like it usually is, but oh, okay. it's 97 cents for all the pansies. Ah, okay. Except the only thing that's not included in that is the Cool Wave Pansy. Mm. Um, and it's a, a newer variety um, that is a cascading type pansy. It gets I think they say up to 24 or 30 inches wide or something nice. like that. And you use it on the uh, edges of your pot. Or maybe a hanging or basket in, even. In a hanging basket. They do great. Awesome. But that is not included in the 97 cent price. Well, But they're beautiful. All the Pike Nurseries in the metro Atlanta area 
90 I was almost going to say 20% off. That is not right. 97 cent pots of pansies, perfect size for planting. Fist size are going to bloom for you from now until April of next year. Fertilize them a couple of times. Bottom line, we got beauty on the offing, and all you have to do is run down to Pike Nursery, the local location. That's right. And when you walk in the door, you will just be amazed. It's so pretty. The, the greenhouse is as pretty now as it ever is. It is absolutely beautiful with all the mums and the pansies. And we need so to mention the, the class today at All Pike Nurseries. It's on veggies, cool season cool veggies. Cool season vegetables. It starts at 9 o'clock, so we have enough time to have breakfast and come out to Pike Nursery for the class on cool season vegetables. That's exactly right. And if we wanted to find where the Pike Nursery nearest us is located, where would we go? At pikenursery.com. Of course. Mickey, it's great talking to you. See you next Saturday. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And go dogs. 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. Greg Levine, my friend from Trees Atlanta, is here with us. So I'll give you 45 seconds for another program that Trees Atlanta is doing. Plus, we've now got to mention the tree sale next weekend. Wow. All right, so 45 seconds. Um, our planting program is amazing. We have planted over 117,000 trees. Uh, our Neighborwoods program is where actually the community gets to come out and plant. And we do that October all the way through April, every single Saturday, several places um, in the city of Atlanta. But also, we're starting to move outside the perimeter as well. Mm -hmm. And on the 15th, we are going to do plant Plan a day. We're going to plan in every city council district. Wow. And I noticed that the Beltline, you're doing all those trees and meadows around the Beltline, too. Yeah, the Beltline has been a great uh, project that we've been working on, the Beltline Arboretum. It's the overlay of an arboretum on top of the Beltline. And we've been planting over 100 species of trees and shrubs, native and some exotic. And also we do 10 acres of prairie as well, which wow. is starting to really come into its place in the, since it's been in for three or four years. Let's go to the phone. Sonny is in Marietta, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sonny, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thank you for taking sure. my call. How can we help? I uh, heard the guy talking about butterfly weed, retovini or whatever that is, switchgrass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and broom something. Uh -huh. So I have a rental property that I tried to put uh, another grass on this year that you had suggested, but nobody told me about rototilling it twice to kill all, uh, out all the weeds underneath. So okay. I had grass, uh, xenozoysia, and tons of weeds. Now I've killed out all that. So all I have is raw dirt. Okay. And I'm so disgusted with all the labor I've, and money I put into this thing and time and so on. So I'm thinking since it's rental, and renters ne seem never, most renters seem never to take care of lawns anyway, yeah. why not just go ahead with this, uh, one of these, one of these uh, gra uh, flower beds to put out there? What do you think? I think your renters, even as low maintenance as many renters are for their landscape, are not going to be happy with a meadow, because meadows typically take some maintenance to them, too. I mean, you can plant meadow grass seeds and meadow flowers and things like that, but they require yearly at least, if not twice or three times a year, of pretty particular weed control and mowing and things like that. And if you have any, if this house is anywhere near a subdivision, your neighbors to your rental house are not going to be happy either. I'd well, it's not. There's no HOA in here in that subdivision. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, going to be one if, if you're not real <laughs> careful, Sonny. They're going to come up. And, somebody's going to form an HOA just to talk about Sonny and her rental house. So if you want, if you want my honest opinion, Sonny, it would be to go back. Till the soil this time. Do it right. I know you don't want to spend a lot of money in a rental house. 
till the soil anyway, plant some Bermuda or zoysia, tell the tenants that your responsibility is to mow this grass once a week and let that be the end of it. Yeah, but the problem is, it's dirt out there now, and it's too late for zoysia. Well, then we till it up. We plant fescue now, and next uh, May sometime we plant our zoysia. If the fescue comes in, will I have to rototill that again and kill out all the fescue, or can I just throw the fescue seeds in the middle of all the fescue? I mean, tell you the what, I'll let you, I'll let you skip the, the tilling. The I'll let you skip the tilling and run an aerator over it. If you run the aerator over it, it only costs you about forty, fifty dollars, and that'll loosen the soil enough for fescue for the fescue now. And then when you plant the zoysia next year, you don't have to redo anything then. How about that? Yeah, well, I've already rototilled it three different times. Well, then you're fine. Just aerate it now. Loosen it a little bit to give a place for the fescue seed. Let the fescue seed sprout and grow and be pretty during the wintertime. And then next spring in late April, mow it as low as you can. If you could rototill it, it would be nice to give you a nice seed bed and then put the sod on top of that. I think that would work. I think that would work, Sonny. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Guard. We only have time for a couple of questions, but, Greg, we want to surely mention the Trees Atlanta tree sale. Tell more details about that. So, as I said, uh, we have over 200 species. We do try to focus on native species. We have some exotics as well, but the really uh, great thing is that there's something for every every situation from flowering trees to shade trees some of my favorite shade trees and our staff has picked their favorites um marcus has picked a aurelia spinosa which is devil's walking stick great for birds and wildlife great if you want to create a barrier um <laughs> Thorns, and, or you do, or you don't like your children because they do have spiny uh trunks but really beautiful huge leaves very tropical looking yeah. uh, christina has picked a pawpaw which we all, I know you love, I love. Trees, yeah. Yeah, they're great trees, pawpaw trees. We actually have two varieties this year. One of them called Sunshine, or Sunflower, and the other one called Sasquatch, and some very, I think it's an Indian name. Um, but it's very, it's the first time we've ever had a variety of pawpaw. Where Matt Davis likes probably everybody in Georgia's favorite pecan trees. Of We're actually going to have a pecan tree this year, um, which is unusual. But, uh, my favorite, or I say my second favorite, White Oak's my favorite tree, yeah. but uh, American Beach. You can't get American Beach probably hardly anywhere, but we actually have American Beach. That goes along with hickory and 10 varieties of oak as well. All right. All the details of the Trees Atlanta tree sale, which is next weekend at the Carter Center alongside the Farmer's Market as well. Get details at treesatlanta.org. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. If you're looking for some rain to wash in the pre-emergent you applied today, it's not going to come from the sky. It's going to come from your irrigation system because we will see sunny skies all day long, no rain. Low 90s will be our afternoon highs tonight. Clear skies remain with lows dropping down to the upper 60s. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, Sandy in Atlanta joins us on Lonnie Garden. Hey, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. How can we help, Sandy? I have a ginormous 100-year-old white oak, and these people are disrespecting him by hanging all these tractor implements on him and putting them <laughs> up on trailers and moving this heavy stuff around. These pe- Who are these people, Sandy? 
Excuse me? These people are your neighbors or your husband or who are we talking about? Um, people who are, I'm trying to buy the property, but oh. I don't own it yet. Oh, oh, and I'm oh. trying to rescue the tree. Tree, I've named him Tree and he's very angry. Okay. And I told them, so of course <laughs> they think I'm a tree hugger. So he, he, I told him, I said, look at the bark, look at the leaves. The yeah. leaves, the branches are twisting, the bark is turning. I said, he's going to drop some branches. Y'all got to stop yeah. doing that. So well, what, they didn't listen what's to your me, question he, then, Sandy? What's your question for us? He he just dropped a four-foot-wide branch on and smashed their shed. And I think that their shed, they put a little bathroom in there, yeah. and the whole one side of the tree, the branches are gone. And I think that they did something to the roots when they put the bathroom line in there. And I'm just wondering, is there anything I can do to help tree? Well, I think Greg mulch is the first thing I would think about. I'd spread that mulch uh, as far out as you can, about three inches deep, and do that regularly. Of course, that's if you can get the people to do that. Um, and I'd get the heavy equipment off that tree. Do not let the compaction continue out there. But the mulch doesn't have to be expensive pine chip mulch or anything like that. You can get the free stuff from a tree company. Just call a tree company and say, hey, next time you have a, a truckload to come out here and put it as close as you can to this tree, as soon as you get permission to do that, of course, Sonny, and uh, spread it out, as Greg said, as far out from the trunk as you can. Take it away from the trunk about a foot and let the mulch do the do the relieving of compaction and a little bit more moisture holding in the soil. And that is probably the only thing you could do and the best thing you could do to help this uh, white oak recover from it. But mostly it's mulch, mulch, mulch as far mulch. out to the drip line of the tree as you possibly can. By the way, I want to remind everybody, I will be at the Duluth Fall Festival today, starting around 11.30 or so, going to about 1.30. I'll be in the man's corner. At the, uh, at the uh, Howard Brothers uh, booth where we'll have demonstrations and I'll talk about gardening and answer your gardening questions there. It's DuluthFallFestival.org. Be there at 11.30 this morning. Greg Levine from Trees Atlanta. It's great to see you again. Don't forget the Trees Atlanta tree sale next weekend. Details at TreesAtlanta.org. Thank you, Walter. Great to, you. Great to see you, Greg. Great to see Ashley Frasca and Scott Maxson, who found Dawn this morning after our caller named Dawn. I appreciate that. Scott, Ashley does a great job answering questions and answering questions on Facebook as well this morning. If we did not get your question answered, go to WalterReeves.com. Otherwise, I will see you today at the Duluth Fall Festival or next Saturday morning right here on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Stay tuned for the dogs. <laughs>